Hello, thank you for listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. This episode is part of our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. And today we have two new coffees to talk about. We got the new seasonal espresso blend from Guatemala and Ethiopia. Hello, Jason. How are you? Good, thank you. Hi, Anna. Hello, everyone. So Market Lane have had a seasonal espresso blend since day one. Can you tell us a little bit more about the blend? I as can. An, as an idea. The blend as an idea. So we did want to have a seasonal offering. Uh, we did consider making it sort of line up with the season. So have four sort of seasonal espressos in one year. But it was sort of clear to us that we wanted a bit more flexibility. So we decided to call it our seasonal espresso and then, you know, be free to choose what components go in when. I think unlike a lot of other coffee companies, we will be really clear about having a distinct difference between our seasonal espressos and we'll celebrate that change. So for example, I guess larger coffee companies would have a set sort of ratio or number of coffees that go into it and they would change small components as they sell out of one line of coffee and they bring another one in. So it might be that they have say 40% Brazil, 40% Colombia and 20% Guatemala and they change those coffees as the seasons come and go but the overall structure of the blend stays the same and they do that because they want to maintain a very consistent taste profile throughout the year for even larger coffee companies they will do you know a blend with 10 or 15 components and then sub in very small amounts in and out as they come and go with availability and that's to protect the overall taste of the blend to make sure it tastes really consistent because you can imagine if you're Nescafe and you're selling coffee all over the world you're trying to maintain this taste profile that you know if you pick up a, a bag of Nescafe in in Africa it's the same as it is in America and the reality is that it's not but it's you know they do try and get that same taste profile but yeah like i said for us the seasonality was really important and it was really important to celebrate the differences in the coffees and how they changed through the year so sometimes the year brazilian coffees are you know in season and tasting great and you know as we come into it now guatemalan coffees are tasting really great and really fresh yeah so blends often get a kind of a bad word but both of these coffees that we have in the new blend are coffees that we also would serve as a single origin or have served as a single origin in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Blends get a bad bad rap because people tend to put their cheapest coffee in or they try and blend coffees to a particular price point to, to meet for their wholesale customers or for their retail customers. So they would try and limit their exposure on it and really make sure they hit a, you know, a fixed price. But for us, we just look for the best coffees that we think will taste great in espresso. Um, so that means the, the price to us changes quite a lot. You know, at times of year when we're selling coffees from Kenya in our seasonal espresso, it's quite expensive. And then times of year when we've got Brazilian coffees in, obviously the price is a bit lower to us. So we, we just manage that ourselves rather than try and change the price for customers. So when you're selecting coffees for a blend, what types of flavors are you looking for? Well, we're looking for an overall flavor that works as a coffee with milk and a coffee without milk as well. Obviously one that works in espresso and that's quite different to ones that work in filter as well. So we're looking for something that has you know, great structure, some acidity that is balanced in espresso and then something really distinctive about the, the coffee, you know, whether it's sort of those warming dark chocolate caramel notes or it's more sort of stewed fruit notes or flavors like that. And how do you choose the coffees that goes in the blend? I guess it depends on the 
components that are going into it. For example, La Soledad and Santa Clara are two really staple coffees that we've had at Market Lane every year since we've been open. So we know their taste profile. We know that the quality is going to be great. We know they're reliable and we sort of know what we can pair with them to make them taste really great as a seasonal espresso. So in the case of La Soledad and Santa Clara, I can book them in and give you know Ricardo and Ronnie a heads up very early in the year and say look we we want to buy about six ton of coffee from you uh, for our seasonal espresso and we can say with confidence it's going to land and, and taste great so those those two are sort of nice and easy and then other components we taste uh, we taste offers for so Ararresa for example we tasted an offer sample of before we committed to buying it and because it's a smaller component of the blend we have that sort of flexibility to to make that call late over the years it has changed in the past we would buy a random selection of well not random but we would buy a selection of coffees of different taste profiles and taste them all separately then blend them together and choose what our seasonal espresso would be and we'd end up with some you know very interesting ratios and blends with a few more components than we would have now and that was fine when we were roasting a few hundred kilos a week but at the moment we're roasting you know anywhere up to two and a half thousand kilos a week and we we don't have the capability of purchasing coffees in advance to choose from as they land so we have to sort of choose well ahead of time what sort of coffees go into our blend especially for the, the main component of it and we tasted some of the seasonal espresso earlier um, I know you tasted with Fleur and Nick is that right yeah we made some coffee in the training room this morning yeah I, I thought I got a lot of red fruits and, and stone fruit like uh, sweetness and acidity plum or maybe even dried fruit like yeah a little bit of orange how are you yeah i Uh, I made some coffee for you too (laughs) yeah i love the combination that guatemalan coffees have especially coffees from antigua have this really lovely heavy mouthfeel but lots of structure to them as well so lots of not over overly acidy but lots of sort of fruit driven acidity that really holds it together so i get a lot of notes of like cherry and dark chocolate dried fruit similar to your notes Maybe a little bit of toasted hazelnut. And I also, I mean, for me, I can also really taste the Arresa, especially on the finish. There's a little hit of a perfumey sort of flavor that comes through. And that's really nice and sort of um, interesting to me. And we also tasted it with milk. Did you have any additional notes or was it just more milky? It was milky. <laughs> milky. <laughs> no, um, as as we tend to always say, it, it's cr- definitely creamier and uh, the milk softens some of the high notes and accentuates some of the the lower notes like the caramels and the toasted nut flavors. Mm. Yeah, I, I got more of the nutty notes with, with the milk, um, toasted hazelnut and almond, uh, some soft baking spices like vanilla and nutmeg. And I, I was tempted to say custard, but I think that might be the warm milk that was maybe too hot (laughs) so after all this let's talk about what coffees are in the bland diner so we have we have two yes uh, the um, biggest component is 80% La Soledad from Antigua in Guatemala Uh, you mentioned Ronnie and Ricardo earlier like 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 they're they're old friends well they are (laughs) for, for new listeners or new staff can you maybe introduce introduce them again sure ricardo is the owner of santa clara in antigua 
And his family have owned the farm for, I think, four or five generations. And at one point, Santa Clara was split up into a couple of different farms. And one of the parts that broke off was La Soledad. So historically, it was part of Santa Clara. But now it's a separate parcel that Ronnie owns. And he owns with his wife, Lucia, who's actually Ricardo's sister. So that's where the connection between the two come into. Ronnie's farm, La Soledad, is, is beautiful. He's meticulous in his preparation and his work, his agriculture work on the farm. He takes a lot of pride in, I, I guess, the aesthetics of it, making sure everything is pruned exactly and looked after very, very well. And uh, for me, I can really you know, taste that care in the coffee. It's, it's a really consistent coffee and it's, it's delicious as well. It's not one of the absolute top coffees in Guatemala, but it's a really reliable 85 and a half point, 86 point coffee. And personally, I, I love the character of it. So the, um, the balance and the sweetness of it. Mm. And Ron is also the person uh, on the postcard. The other component in the blend is from Ethiopia. It's 20% Aroresa. And this is the washed Aroresa, a uh, coffee that we had before a few times. Can you remind us about this coffee? Sure. I mean, compared to Guatemala, it's a world away. You know, it's Aroresa is a, a large washing station. It has a lot of smallholders contribute to it. And it puts out a lot of coffee every year. It's owned by the Testi company um, and their exporters in Ethiopia. And we've, we, we buy a lot of coffee from, from Testi because they have a real strong commitment to quality. Um, but also some of the social aspects around coffee production in, in Ethiopia. It's a really floral coffee. It's very sweet. And it's from a, a beautiful part of, part of Ethiopia called West Arsi. And how does this blend compare to the previous seasonal espresso? Yeah, so like all seasonal espressos, we obviously try and make it taste great for espresso. So I think you can confidently say to someone, yeah, it does taste a bit different, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's different in the taste. And if you wanted to go into a bit more detail about how the tastes compare, I would say that the last seasonal espresso with the Sempreviva and El Fuerte was a little bit milder than this one. And this new seasonal espresso is a bit, I guess, a bit stronger in the cup or a bit more present. It has stronger notes of, say, dried fruit or cherry than the last one. Maybe a similar amount of acidity, maybe a little bit more, but I don't know that I would necessarily mention that to a customer because it can often get interpreted in the wrong way. Yeah, I think it also has a little bit more complexity, which sounds mm. sounds nice. It definitely has more complexity, in my opinion, especially the, the Aresa component. The El Fuerte is a lovely coffee and same with the Sempreviva, but they were both, I guess, more simple than, than these two coffees. There can be some confusion when a customer is used to coming into the store every day for the past couple of months and seeing the same coffee on the shelf and knowing that that's the one they like and knowing that's the one they wanted, wanted to buy today. And there can be an element of surprise when they see that it's suddenly gone or it's replaced by a bag with the same name but a different color and different tasting notes. So yeah, be a little sensitive to that. And, and I think you should be ready to talk about seasonality just a little bit and that these new coffees will, will taste great as well. So when we taste coffees together, um, you, we often have tasting notes that don't end up on the uh, label. Can you talk about uh, how you choose what goes on the tasting notes that we put on the bag? Sure. Um, it is a bit of a process because there are only, I guess, so many notes that you can find in a coffee, but then there are also only so many of those that 
would sound appealing to as broad a range of people as we can imagine. So there's definitely an element of getting it accurate, but there's also a very big element of making it sound appealing to customers. And striking that balance can be, you know, can be challenging, especially with not overusing particular tasting notes like caramel and brown sugar and dark chocolate, for example. They're, they're really, you know, actually quite common flavors in coffee. So reasonably, they could end up on most bags. I try and find something distinctive about the coffee and really try and distill what it is about the coffee that's different to the other coffees and then articulate it in a way that sounds appealing. Have you had any, any misses, any regrets? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, of course. I, I, I can't think of any at the moment. I could, we could scroll through back and I could name a number, but I, I don't know if yeah. you want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I might be wrong, but I seem to remember icing sugar. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure that wasn't ever a word that ended up on our bags. I do get a giggle from a few friends of mine when I put silky mouthfeel on the bag. I they think that's hilarious, but I just think it's a nice way of describing a coffee that has a, a very soft, but also very smooth texture. But different from velvety. Different from velvety, a little. Yes, a little. <laughs> and I know there are tasting notes that you would accept as coffee tasting notes, but wouldn't put on a retail bag like grapefruit. Can you explain why? Yeah, I think... Well, there's, there are a couple that I would definitely steer clear of. Um, I tend to steer clear of lemon as well, perfumey, even though I think it's fine, you know, as a, as a taste. Generally, because people will associate those words with the taste of a coffee and think about how an actual grapefruit will taste in an actual coffee. And it's a little too literal, you know. Um, for example, with Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir doesn't taste earthy. It just has you know, it tastes like red wine that has hints of earth or, you know, black cherry in it. In the same way, coffee tastes like coffee, but it has notes of grapefruit or lemon or being very perfumey for a coffee. Yeah, I'm just, I just try and be sensitive to the fact that people might actually think that that thing is in the coffee. It should sound delicious together as a combination of words, as a combination of flavors, but it should also, you know, as accurately as possible reflect the flavor of the coffee. Seasonal espresso is a blend of 80% La Soledad from Guatemala and 20% Aroresa from Ethiopia. Tasting notes are roasted hazelnut with milk, chocolate and cherry. This coffee retails for $18 for 250 gram and $60 per kilo. We will have this coffee on the shelf and on the bar until end of November. Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy the new seasonal espresso. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.